0: Coming to you from Scenic the Basement at ICN Studios in Brooklyn. I'm Jana Jefferson, and this is And Friends with Jana Jefferson. Every other week, meet a new guest host. Each time, we're going to discuss the latest news in pop culture, the industry, life, and much more. And today's guest is none other than Zach Aronson. Oh my goodness,
1: me. Ah, I'm so excited,
2: I'm Zach. Stupid how are excited. You? I'm incredible to be here. I'm, I'm definitely nervous because. I'm super self-conscious about my speaking voice. I always have Don't been. Be. I'm not. I'm really trying not to be, but obviously I'm listening to myself back and hearing <laughs> you know a little bit more than I normally do. But after all these years, you know, I'm a grown man now, and I just need to accept like, this is my voice, mm. this is what God gave me, this is who I'm supposed to be, this is how I sound, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to hide it.
0: I used to be the same way. I remember like in elementary school when you would watch like old videos of yourself and you're like, "Ugh, is that what my voice sounds like? Oh my God. So I've always been super self-conscious about what I sound like. But now I'm just like,
2: could never bear to watch any videos of myself or recordings of myself. Like I love to sing. You know that about Mm -hmm. me by now. And it's like, I cannot record myself and, or, or try to make a recording of me singing because I, and I really do have to get over this because I would love to sing more. Mm -hmm. Um, to just accept like this is how it sounds and people you know people have responded very positively to my singing over the years and so I need to you know be able to absorb that sing and just live your singing life just live my truth
0: so guys it's June (laughs) and June is pride month Mm. and Zach is one of my besties (laughs) And he just so happens to be in the LGBTQ community.
2: The gayest. <laughs> I, I know you can't see, it's a podcast, but I'm whipping out my Zach ridiculous giant mu- fan. I'm oh, you telling you, like,
0: Zach has been- You can hear the wind been- <laughs> on the microphone. <sighs> Zach has been one of my like new closest friends. He's just the best. Um, he you're works. The best. He, stop it we work at billboard and vibe together and he's just so much fun um we're both obsessed with beyonce so the beyonce mood of the day is gonna be a wang dang doodle zach has a beachella shirt on right now and you know. uh, he's just a perfect a perfect human being and i'm so glad that you're here today yes. so like let's get into this beyonce mood of the day um, yes what is your beyonce mood of the day today
2: i'm gonna go with Six inch heels, yes. she walked in the club like nobody's business. Because, girl, <laughs> I I grind from Monday to Friday, work from Friday to Sunday. Every time I would listen to that, I would do this weird thing with my hands. i go, She grind from Monday to Friday, work from Friday to Sunday. I don't know why with my hands.
0: I'm telling you, it's still, it really is one of my favorite songs from. Lemonade, without a doubt. Yeah, because it's just like, oh, that I love when Beyonce gets to that deep register, that real ooh! deep. I was listening to um. Bills, Bills, Bills the other day and like at the very, like when they're doing the ah, da, da, da and you hear like mm-hmm, um, hmm, hmm, hmm. and I'm like Beyonce is
2: hitting those low notes. me uh, through. Like I love when um, she gets bum, bum, those bum.
0: nice deep notes. I love when she does
2: that. I love when Ooh. she does everything. Yes. Basically. <laughs> basically when she does I mean, Jaina did mention that I am wearing a Beachella shirt but I also have Beyonce's signature tattooed on my arm yes, as of does. a month ago. Like I, I rolled deep with the beehive for life like it is
0: when did you become a fan
2: um writings on the wall album, okay good. really that's when i became yeah, a fan as is well it's when i you know i was a little bit young to understand the difference between all of the girl groups mm-hmm. at the time and like my very first album was tlc fan mail yes! but if i'm really looking back i think i thought that tlc was destiny's child i mean i was like seven years old mm-hmm. i give myself a pass but, yeah, you know, when by the time Writings on the Wall came around and then Survivor and Independent <sighs> Women.
0: I feel like for me, because I got, um, my dad gave me Writings on the Wall. Um, that was 2000 or 1999. I think it was 1999 when Writings uh, yeah.
2: on the Wall came out. So I'm I picturing think I, when they were filming the Bootylicious video and she's like, the album debuted at <laughs> number one!
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, I got Writings on the Wall, I think, in second grade. So I was seven. And then I got... Uh, Survivor that was in third grade, and I was like, "Wow, these, like, t- growing up in a suburban New Jersey area, all we had was, you know, all these other white girls. So I had like Beyonce, and I had Kelly, and I had Michelle, and I had all these girls. And I'm like, oh my God, like they look like me, and I, they're pretty, and they're good at what they do. But then when Bootylicious came out, I'm telling you, like that changed my life. I'm like, that's Beyonce is my girl. Like Bootylicious, you could not tell me that Bootylicious was not about." Me. <laughs> I was like, I feel, I am this. This is me. You could
2: not tell me that every single Destiny's Child perfect. and Beyonce song is oh about me and written God. for me. But then it really went to another level when B-Day came out in 2007 mm-hmm. and I was living out in California at the time and just... That was the first, honestly, that was the first Beyonce full-length album mm. that I had. Oh, I have... Um, uh, my I sister have, had the writings on I the wall CD. I am Dangerously
0: in Love. And I got Dangerously
2: Ooh. in Love later, Girl Trust. Like, I, <laughs> I did my... Like, I went back and got the Eight Days of Christmas album. Like, ah! and, <laughs> and
0: a diamond,
1: belly <laughs>
2: rain. Like, every single bonus track, anything that has ever been released. I, I mean, maybe not so much, like, Girl's Time, mm-hmm. necessarily. Ooh, what's your favorite uh,
0: Beyonce deep cut?
2: deep cut ooh. that is a good question it could be
0: like even like a, 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 a um a feature because my favorite like beyonce deep cut f- is a feature it was um the dream and beyonce i can i cannot remember the name of it right now but it's like people think i'm crazy but i love you because you're crazy too Ooh, ooh, ooh you're showing ooh. me up now i'm not sure
2: I recognize this song
0: I'll play it. How, how
2: long ago was it from?
0: Oh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe like 2014, but uh, oh. Two Chains is in it too. Oh, I must
2: have heard this track.
0: <laughs> ratchet, sophisticated ratchet. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. I
2: recognize it now.
0: Ratchet oh my god I love it I think
2: that is that the one that people thought that Azealia Banks was going to be on because she was saying that she had been recording a song called Ratchet with Beyonce I think so
0: I wouldn't be surprised but she might have lied so yeah
2: who Uh, uh, who could trust anything she (laughs) says (laughs) okay so a deep cut um Worldwide Woman if off Mm B-Day the bonus track that is a good one those those are both. Oh, I what about Welcome to Hollywood? That's from, a good one too yeah. from um, That's on B-day too. Mm-hmm. On the but on the bonus version. On the version.
0: bonus version. Man. Hollywood. She's just perfect individual. I think my Beyoncé mood of the day today is probably mm, it was how I felt when I woke up this morning. I a like this. It's not flawless. <laughs> it's mission one. I'm going to put this on. When, when they see me in a dress, I'm going to give me some, some hey. Yep, that was Because my dress is really tight today, and I'm just feeling myself. So Get Me Bodied, I think, is it.
2: I ain't worried to me tonight. A, a little, little sweat, sweat ain't never hurt, hurt nobody. nobody. Why standing, standing on the wall? wall? I don't do want tonight. Get nobody. Get nobody. Get nobody. nobody. Get uh, somebody. Now, have you ever watched the Rich Man's frug scene from yes, Sweet, Sweet Charity? Sweet Charity is
0: one of my favorite musicals. Is it? Oh
2: my God. No. I way. love Bob
0: Fosse But
2: yeah, when you really see the, the references. It's the exact same. same. But I have no problem with that. Yes,
0: it's a very beautiful homage Because she did her homage. homework. It's an incredible
2: incredible Mm -hmm. homage. I
0: actually, I interviewed, uh, Knight, um, a couple months ago and I, talk to him because like the one thing that I've always wanted to say to Jack all night was I love his appreciation of Bob Fosse because it's evident mm. in single ladies because that's um, Mexican breakfast yes. and there's some there's got to be something better than this and then Rich Man's Frog, I think he helped out a little bit with the Get Me Body video and that's Rich Man's Frog so I'm just like thank you for loving Bob Fosse the way he needs to be appreciated and loved and he was like no one ever talks to me about F- Bob Fosse, this is awesome I'm like yes! Yes, Bob no. Fosse
2: is iconic and I think I love a lot Chicago, of people
0: don't I love Sweet Charity, yeah. oh god, he I Changed
2: choreography, mm-hmm. and he really changed dance.
0: The mine hair scene in Cabaret is oh one of my, my favorite movie scenes ever. Amazing! Oh, I love Bob Fosse. And I
2: can talk the chair.
0: about Bob Fosse. All day, oh my day. god, I didn't even I well. But you, Bob. I'm a theater you come, girl, you're a theater girl <laughs> a and a dance girl. girl, yes,
2: you come from so a dance I, background. Very, you and I have never really talked about this, but even though I can't dance, you know, for nothing, mm-hmm. I love choreography, mm-hmm. I love good dance. Obviously, it's one of the things I appreciate the most about Beyonce is that she gives you visuals and she gives you oh, choreography absolutely. and performance, the choreography. and she pulls references from mm-hmm. everywhere. Like, I think sometimes people try to give her shit that she is referencing or, you know, they'll try to say like she's copying other people. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, first of all, everything is a remix. Mm -hmm. Everything is a amalgamation of influences that we take from around us and, you know, and bring them together in a new and Mm -hmm. interesting way. Um, And so yes, you know, but she gives credit where it's due all the time. She'll see something and be inspired by it, and And sometimes she even like
0: brings it in, like even when she did run the world, she had she brought those two two guys, and she's like, I like what they do. I want them to do it with me, like because
2: nobody could learn that pedestrian style. And and then
0: like apparently she was like in the corner trying to learn it. She's like, ah, she got it pretty pretty well, but those
2: guys like she she
0: needed them to help.
2: They brought them, you know, Mm -hmm. from the motherland. I'm picturing all of that.
0: And then she they laughed and she cried because she loved her. She loves yeah, them so much. Oh my god! See, and that's another thing I appreciate about uh, you. Like, I—that's what I love about. Like, honestly, gay men are my favorite creatures because you guys. Like, I feel like gay men and black women just have very similar likes and dislikes. Like, we're just very obviously. Like, we don't understand the same. um We don't have the same struggles,
2: experience, and experiences living. From, yeah.
0: But like the likes and the dislikes a lot of them are And so I similar. would
2: never want to generalize, you know, th- they're within the gay and LGBT community and within the black community, obviously there are all sorts of different types of people with different interests and personalities, mm-hmm. but I 100% agree with you. I have always been tremendously drawn to black women and black culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, and I was noticing this in myself somewhat recently, it was really interesting to realize that the Disney movie Hercules came out when I was about seven it, years it, those old. Those
0: muses, man. The
2: muses, the gospel singing muses, but specifically the fact, well, first of all, Lilius White is the voice of Calliope, the lead muse, and I worship mm-hmm. Lilius White. But one of the muses was, you know, the big girl, Roz the fat girl. Ryan. Yes. <laughs> And, um, you know, even though she was, that character was the butt of some jokes, as, as, you know, many fat characters are in things, there is a way in which fat black women, big women of color are, are able to be in a role in, in our pop culture vernacular, and we allow them to be glamorous and fierce Without being necessarily the butt of the joke, mm-hmm. whereas most fat characters in scripted content are seen as lazy and mm-hmm. stupid and mm-hmm. slovenly and gross and, you know, always just played as funny. And so, you know, a few years later, coming into Dream Girls, you know, for Edithing. myself. Wah! But yes, you know, seeing, you know, a a person of size, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, regardless of gender or race, seeing a person of size be incredibly talented has always been something that I've been tremendously drawn to. And I just think that for some reason, I think that black culture is maybe more accepting of people of different body sizes Mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that might be part of the reason why we see more images of people of size that are of, you know, of different skin tones. And, you know, I hope that some things are changing and I'm going off on five different tangents (laughs) right now, but suffice it to say, I love you. We do have a lot of things in common. Mm -hmm. We both love, obviously we love music Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, you know, in the overlap between gay culture and and uh, black females, I definitely, there's a love. There's of, so much. There's that a love we of hair. There's do. a love mm-hmm. of, you know, fabulous opulence, over the top glamour. So much and,
0: flash.
2: Yes, flash. So much flash. And flamboyance. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm trying so fucking hard to be politically correct in PC because I don't want to offend anybody that could ever listen to this. <laughs> but, um, but girl I love fabulous things mm-hmm. and so do you and so do I <laughs>
0: and we're both Leos ain't that something
2: ain't it something
0: so that was the Beyonce mood of the day
2: <laughs> <laughs> what that was all just the Beyonce mood of the so day so
0: listeners remember I've created a Spotify playlist for the Beyonce mood of the day search Beyonce mood of the day and follow it I recently put the um, avatar for the and friends podcast as the picture for that so hopefully it's a little bit easier to find Um, And then you can also go in our Instagram page and click our link tree, and there is a direct link to the Beyoncé Mood of the Day playlist. Um, Each song mentioned by myself and my friends to start off the show have been and will be added to the playlist after each episode so you can stay up to date on your Beyoncé discography. So, we're going to get right into Talk of the Town. Obviously, Talk of the Town, going to make it pride-friendly. Yes. (laughs) So, um, Ariana Grande... And Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live. What? Who I've recently been told looks like a healthy crackhead. (laughs) Are engaged after
2: uh, two months? At most. No,
0: not not even. Maybe not even.
2: I mean, I I remember. She definitely announced... you know, No Chairs lips to Cry came out on 420, or maybe on April 19th. Um, <laughs> but, and I was living the second that that song came out. But she had not yet announced that she had broken up with Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. And that was less than two months ago. Yes. And I, I think it was at least a few weeks before it had
1: to have anybody been.
2: announced. I mean, it's possible that she was with Pete, you know, earlier in April yeah, or yeah. something. But uh, I know on they have not been yeah. officially a couple for, for two months mm-hmm. at this point. Because
0: I know on... On the last episode of Saturday Night Live, he was wearing like a Ariana Grande sweatshirt Mm. at the like the curtain call, Mm. and people on Twitter were pointing it out. They're like, "Oh, they're dating, they're dating," and I'm like, "Oh, all right." You know, and that was the 19th of May.
2: (laughs) On the last episode of SNL, in the curtain call, Adi Bryant, Bryant was did dressed the as barbecue w- Becky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw that in the corner. I was
2: like, "Look at her!" I didn't know. What I the thought it was really was. her at
0: once. Uh, you at thought her. it was the real barbecue. Yeah, Becky? and I'm like, "Wow! Like, look at her. She made it all the way to SNL." But it, I didn't know it was Aidy Bryant. Yeah. But um, yeah, they said that Pete she also Davidson, looked like
2: Gene Simmons. It was a little confusing. She did. But I think barbecue Becky just looks like Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> barbecue
0: Becky. But um. Pete Davidson was wearing an Ariana Grande sweatshirt. And I was like, all right, like, whatever. But the internet is so fast, so they found out. And then I think within the next two weeks, they were all over social media. Like, her Instagram page has become, like, a shrine of Pete Davidson. Hmm. It's cute. But it's just, like, it's very fast.
2: It's pretty surprising. You know, they're both so young. 24. Are they both she'll, 24? Yeah, he'll be,
0: he'll be 25 and I think, uh, October, and she'll be 25 tomorrow.
2: Mm.
0: If I if so my not, memory serves me. Yes.
2: Certainly. Not too much of an age gap between them, but a very significant height gap. Oh, yes. Because he's about she, as tall as I am. He's, like, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, and she's
0: about as small as I am, yeah. like, 5'1", five, 5'2". Maybe even smaller. I, it's,
2: I find it somewhat impractical. Like y'all cannot kiss each other standing up, you know, yeah, right next to each have other. To
0: go, have and to save the tall toes. men
2: for the tall women. But love,
0: uh, is, love comes in all forms. It does.
2: It comes in all shapes and sizes. And obviously, I'm happy for them, and I hope that it works out. I, uh, you know, I'm so curious to see where it goes next. I was just reading yesterday about all of the tweets that she was liking and favoriting, I talking about, you know, that her.
0: He spent. Ninety-three thousand dollars on her engagement ring.
2: That doesn't shock me. Ooh. That's not. I mean, compared to the prices we've heard of for other rings, That's you know, wild that commanding. that canary yellow diamond that was, you know, several million dollars. I think it was Kim a, Kardashian's ring, Beyonce's a, ring, a teardrop
0: shaped mm. ring. It took. I read this. I don't remember where I read it. Might it might have been on BET's website, but it said like, um, it was a teardrop ring. It took him two weeks. To make it the ring, mm. and he ordered it a month ago, so it's like I guess he just was like, "I'm gonna marry this girl." Wow, <sighs> very very sudden.
2: Definitely trying to lock also, it down. Yeah, I mean, I I really hope God forbid that he is you know doing this for any kind of attention or publicity. He doesn't seem like the type. He just looks I mean, like he wants he to is smoke his an weed. An actor and, and a comedian, he does want to do smoke his, his weed. Well, we will see, you know, we'll be watching that ongoing saga as it progresses. I love Ariana Grande so much. I was Mm -hmm. blasting No Tears Left to Cry nonstop for several weeks. It It is is such a bop. I I'm not sure if it's still in the top ten on Billboard. It better be because it deserves to make it to. It's really catchy. It's I love that song. I thought the video. And was I'm a little so strange, ex- oh I love that video. <laughs> I the video and that's I weird. I feel like I connect to songs more immediately if they drop the song and oh, the video, video at the same mm-hmm. time but even like because i'm so visually drawn when it comes to music visually and lyrically and that video was really really compelling and interesting to me you know the ground being from swept up from under you and you can't find the floor anymore you know mm-hmm. That's kind of the metaphor that I got the sense that they were going for. you know, that the world is spinning all around you and you can't find your footing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that it was beautifully done and beautifully directed by Dave Myers. Dave uh, Myers always does a it good was job. i I watched that video a hundred times. Mm-hmm. I wish I was exaggerating because <laughs> I really don't think that I am. Uh, but I'm so excited about the sweetener album, everything that she's trying to do with, you know, overcoming a really, really tragic mm-hmm. situation that she experienced last year. Um, and just trying to bring beauty and light into the world. Mm-hmm. The light is coming. You know, we've got new singles from her, and Nicki Minaj coming, a new single from her, and Troye Sivan coming.
0: For that I can't wait. I, I th- like when they're together.
2: I mean, side to side is a bop. Side bang to bang side. is a bop. Yeah,
0: I saw a tweet. It was like Jesse J waiting for Nicki and Ariana. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a picture of New York on the bed. Not going to happen. <laughs> Poor Jesse. J. Jessie J is a singer.
2: She, and she can oh, sing. I She's really, incredible. I really, but, wish
0: that they would get together
1: again.
2: Um, you know, on another podcast, on What's the Tea, Michelle what's Visage. Tea? and Tell me what's yes. the tea. Exactly. Although they don't use that as their Not opening. anymore. It. No, they haven't for a I long time. I haven't heard it recently. Yeah. <laughs> but Michelle Visage went in and had no problem. You know, sometimes they don't want to spread too much negative gossip about somebody. Mm-hmm. But Michelle Visage went in on Jesse J because Jesse J, you know, at the last minute asked if she could perform at a a drag event that was happening in a gay bar because she had a big concert the next day and they were trying to sell more tickets. Mm-hmm. So they just wanted a, a last minute promotional opportunity. And she goes into a lot of detail about this. I really wish I could tell you the episode off the top of my head, but that Jesse J was. Incredibly rude to everybody. She was late. She wouldn't talk to anybody. No. She wouldn't take pictures with anybody. And That's so disheartening uh, and yeah. To hear. And I I feel like that. I just you know obviously you hear, but this was from Michelle experiencing it mm-hmm. firsthand. I believe it. You know, and they, there are definitely reasons why Jesse J's career hasn't, hasn't maintained taken off and as taken, well as yeah, she, it could because she really is phenomenally talented mm-hmm. as a vocalist, and you know. At the very beginning, price tag. You know, Mm -hmm. some of her first singles were so fantastic. Yes. Or uh, Domino. I love that song.
0: Mama Knows Best is
2: really. I'm not sure I know that. Mama
0: Knows Best when times get a Tell him, Jaina. Oh my God. I love that song. (laughs) Jesse J can really blow. That's really sad to hear. Yeah. you
2: know it might have they might have just caught her in a bad moment obviously and that's the thing that happens when you're you know famous and all eyes are on you at any given time is like one rude moment with somebody that'll stick with them for the rest of their life and they're going to tell everybody that they know you know oh i just ran into so and so and she was rude Mm -hmm. um and it's it's unfair that you know, that everybody's entitled to their opinion and they get one small snippet of you and it's a lot of pressure to maintain and to be nice to everybody all the time and keep that smile, but also seem genuine, mm-hmm. you know, it's a really fine, it's nothing I would ever want in my mm-hmm. lifetime. Um, but, you know, that's a real risk that you take any time you are, Putting you know. Putting yourself out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, people can talk. Mm-hmm. Being famous is a drag. It's such a drag. But speaking never, of
0: drag. Speaking of
1: drag, <laughs> the it's The next Pride topic
0: month. is about, obviously, Drag Race. This is RuPaul another hallmark of um, our That's friendship. Me and Zach love RuPaul's Drag Race. We get together and watch it all the time. Yes. I've been watching Drag Race since season two. When did you start watching it?
2: I I found season two and three on Netflix Mm -hmm. after they had both finished airing before season four had started. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know what year that was anymore. But so I watched. I was thinking
0: maybe 2009? No, maybe not because season four was 2013. Was it really? Yeah, because I remember watching it in my dorm room on my computer because I didn't want my roommate to see me watching
2: Drag Race. Oh my god! No shame, girl. No (laughs) shame. Oh, now there's no shame at all because
0: everyone watches it. I remember. Yeah, it was like um, I was at my dad's house and it was on a marathon. I'm like, oh, might as well. And my dad walks in. I think he was at the store. He's like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "Drag Race." He's like, "Okay." And I'm like, I can't yeah. stop. I just can't stop. My parents so <laughs> I I think
2: I tried to make my parents watch an episode once or twice. They my do not My mom used get to it watch enough. it with
0: me. She was like, Wow, they're amazing. They I'm do like, not I get know. It. It's so good. It's
2: the best it's my favorite thing. It's
0: so or, you know. So, it's not like honestly, right like, beneath
2: Beyonce. Like it's when people Beyonce so, and then drag oh, race my for entire
0: me. like um, explore page on Instagram is Beyonce and RuPaul's Drag Race. We are
2: twins. We are. Sisters. That is all that
0: pops up. Yeah, and then like hair, natural hair videos. <laughs> That's about it. But we have to talk about the last episode. Um, last episode, it was the
2: evil twins. The evil
0: twins. Did you hear that there was like a backlash after uh, when RuPaul said. Uh, like your bi- bipolar realness or whatever. Like I didn't hear anything
2: about that, but people love to get offended about every everything. single fucking thing these days. So. You know, everything is a is a controversy in the making. If there's a lack of good news stories, mm-hmm. you know, people will drum up controversy and find a way. Yeah, there were people you know, who were really like, they got upset about that crack.
0: Yeah, because they did she-mail and people yeah, complained now there's no more she-mail.
2: She-mail and tranny, there was a lot of mm-hmm. things. I mean, his comments a few years ago about not having trans women who had already transitioned on the show mm-hmm. are questionable. And I think he's backtracked them in the time since.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But, yeah, people love to get their panties all up in a twist about everything. Love not those panties.
0: Mm. But the last episode was about the evil twins. So they had to have um, their real self. And then they had their evil twin, which is like a complete antithesis of who they actually mm-hmm. are. But it was more like taking their demons yes. or the bad things about themselves yes. and personifying them, yes. which I thought the, was The really good cool.
2: elements of themselves and the bad elements, which I've, you know, all of the queens kind of discussed mm-hmm. in, in their preparation all, uh, you know, how they would incorporate those negative aspects mm-hmm. of their real self into the evil character. I don't know if I saw that much of it from really any of them. I
0: don't think I did either. I think people are just like, this is Ugly, and like me, (laughs) like all right, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they talked about it way more than they actually did, yeah.
2: So, and then you know, all of the evil twins were just, uh, you know, hating, throwing shade at At at, at themselves.
0: But let me tell you, Asia really did go in on herself, she was really, really, really mean to herself, and I that's, I feel like that's what they wanted,
2: definitely. I, I, I remember. Gagging. I'm. Tr- I. I wish I could remember exactly what it she was. She said something said. like,
0: "You take your like musty ass, stank booty, yeah. dry ass weave." I'm like, "Oh, girl!" Like <laughs> she, she went, went in. in. <laughs> she went in. But um, who was your favorite last week and why?
2: Now, I. I have a very special soft spot in my heart, which is inside my big soft body, for Eureka O'Hara. We are the same height, weight, and age. <laughs> me and Miss Eureka O'Hara, and you know big girls it goes back to what i was saying Mm -hmm. earlier about you know i am trying my hardest to be an advocate for body positivity Mm -hmm. for you know body diversity f your beauty standards beautiful at any size Mm -hmm. all these fucking hashtags and and (laughs) all that shit which you know yeah my insta i guess is a combination of beyonce drag race and body positivity And, and, you know, big curvaceous people of all persuasions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a sucker for a big girl in general, uh, both biological and psychological. Mm-hmm. Are you going through a psychological change in your life? <laughs> Have you watched Pose yet? Have we talked about I this? I love Pose. Yeah.
0: I just watched the episode last night because when shows are on Sundays, I tend to forget about them. I don't yeah. know why. But so I, uh, I watched it yesterday, the last episode. Really, I just love it. I yeah. just love it. I love... It's
2: doing a great
0: rah- job. I feel... Like, Ryan Murphy really does a good job of that.
2: Definitely. He
0: really does. Most people are... I know a lot of people who are not crazy about the stuff that Ryan Murphy does, but I've always thought he did a really good job at representing um, I mean, underrepresented I mean, people.
2: Right. Ta- and talking about representation, like this show is mm-hmm. primarily trans people of color. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm having a little bit of a hard time uh, loving Elektra. You know, who is kind of the center point of the show. Mm-hmm. Obviously she's a diva, she's incredibly glamorous, she's gorgeous, but something about the character doesn't feel fully realized mm-hmm. to me yet. She mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like she has sunk in to who she is. And I actually I'm kind of betting as I'm saying this, we haven't really gotten a lot of backstory on that character. Not really
0: yet. yet. I'm hoping that later seen in the a show a vulnerable yeah. moment from I her. I hope later in the show they get a little bit more into her character. I'm sure that they, because they will because she's very like she's she's got a hard edge, yes. and I know that she has something in her that we need to find out more about.
2: But she has had some incredible one-liners already. That show is so exciting. Mm-hmm. So that'll be tens, my summer. Tens,
0: tens, across the board. Yes. Oh, so Paris is
2: Burning. So Paris is Burning. I mean, the first so episode Paris was full of literal Paris is mm-hmm. Burning lines. Absolutely. You, know, you own everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, category. But I mean, category, it all goes but back it all, to yep, oh, that enti- the that scene. That's what they are recreating. Yep, and so. I
0: love, it's done in a very Oh, it's so good. It's really. I love really it. Well done. Shout out to Ryan Murphy. Um, I think my favorite queen right left is Asia because she's just. I feel like she's just that sassy Texan that I love.
2: Yes, and I there's a lot that I do love about Asia, but I will never forgive that Beyonce. Oh, that, that game. was
0: terrible. That was absolutely terrible. The share was a little better, but.
2: I I'm almost questioning if it was worse than Kenya Michaels Beyonce and Snatch Game
0: I Kenya, Mi- Kenya it, it's so Michaels funny it was Kenya like Michaels
2: Beyonce was narcoleptic and gassy yeah and twitchy and, like and just and doing and the just, single ladies it was, dance. it's so but, funny because it
0: was the like complete opposite it, it because really, like yeah. Asia's was just mean
2: just mean telling Blue Ivy to shut up she would never hush your mouth girl she hush would, would never. Blue
0: Ivy would tell Beyonce to shut seriously. up seriously <laughs> like she would do that like she would put her hand out like no we don't. Too much do clapping. That. No, and no, we only stare Normani in this house. No, <laughs> But back when, uh, a couple episodes ago, I really did like Blair St. Clair. I thought she was, um, she always killed it yeah. um, in the face. That mug was beat for Zeus. Definitely. Um, but she was, I like that she got to show that vulnerability before yeah. she got kicked off the show. I'm I really love, glad that they did that?
2: Yes, I love Monet Exchange. She grew uh, on and me. And I've, I've I I'll never seen... forgive that
0: damn sp- She was trying so hard to justify that sponge. Oh, I'm
2: day. I love the sponge. <laughs> no that's become sponge. her brand.
0: Oh, that, if you and hate I saw the that spong- music video when we went to right. the club last week, and then she was wearing I the sponge her, outfit. And yeah, and no,
2: the, the music video, video is all about the sponge. All about so the up. That's her brand. I think it's hysterical. I'm here for Monet and all of her sponges. <laughs> I'm here for Dusty Ray Bottoms. Dusty I, Ray
0: Bottoms I really did yes, like. Yes,
2: I've, I've known her for several years. I went to college with her fiancé, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Singer, and um, I'm so, so happy for their success. And... Uh, so, you know, obviously I have to root for the two of them. I love Miss Cracker.
0: I did like Miss Cracker, too. And, you
2: know, definitely sad to see her go last week. I think
0: she just needed to just just drop that guard. She yeah. was so guarded all the time. And at first I thought she was going to... Because she was always so funny and quick with her one-liners. Yeah. And then it sort of like, it disappeared. Mm. She got so, so guarded. Because yeah, she got so in get her head.
2: In your head. You
0: know what she reminded me of? Thorgy Thor. Because mm. Thorgy used to do the same thing. You mm. were like, oh, I'm rooting for Thorgy. But then Thorgy would be like no stupid Thorgy like beating herself in the head I'm like bitch stop it (laughs) (laughs) like just stop yes what was your favorite season of Drag Race and why
2: it's gotta be five okay
0: I was gonna say the same thing I'm like season five there was like come on yeah
2: Jinx and Rolaska Talks and Alyssa Edwards and Uh, (laughs) Coco Montrese
0: Alyssa Edwards my (laughs) favorite I love Alyssa Edwards (laughs) yes I feel like if I were a queen Alyssa Edwards would be me
2: I would want to
0: be Latrice so Royale. Oh, Latrice Royale. My three favorite queens of all time from that show. Alyssa is always first because mm. she is so extra, and I love it. And she's a fabulous dancer. That, I'm telling you, but, mm, Alyssa Edwards is the best performer they ever had on Drag Race, and you can fight me on that. Bitch it. can't sing. She can't sing, but that girl could perform. Yeah. She Alyssa Edwards has been involved in two Lip Sync for Your Lives or Lip Sync for Your Legacies and has stayed in the competition. She's been in two double stays.
2: And that Shut Up and Drive queen, was iconic. Shut
0: Up and Drive and Whip My Hair.
2: Whew. Oh, the Whip My Hair with Roxy Andrews. <sighs> I forgot that that was against Alyssa. That
0: was a bad toll. Oh Did my they, God. Did they both stayed. They both stayed. And then they f- both stayed for Shut Up and Drive too. Oh my too. God. And then Alyssa Roxy Edwards cried about Alyssa Edwards is iconic her, The bus
2: stop. <laughs> Oh, Roxy. <laughs> um, oh, and speaking of Roxy, it does remind me, it is Pride Month, but today is also June 12th, yes, which is the two-year yes, anniversary, of, the two-year Pulse, year anniversary of
0: Pulse, Yes, that's the two-year anniversary of So we're going to dedicate this episode to the victims of Pulse and their uh, families. It's still shitty. I, I and will um, never forget. It's still forget ridiculous that we still don't have stronger gun control when, laws. When
2: that story was breaking and how unbelievable it was and seeing... Um, the the text messages that mm-hmm. a boy sent to his mother from mm-hmm. the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Such an unbelievable tragedy. Just and uh, you know, sorry to bring it, it down for a totally second. It's totally fine, there. but
0: it, like it's so sad that we still don't have stricter gun control laws. Like it's, this shit is still happening. Yeah. It happens in it happened in um Florida. It happened in Texas. It happened in the Bronx. We're not gonna get into that, but it <laughs> happened in the Bronx. Um we just we gotta we gotta tighten that up. Because it's really shit. It's
2: I you know, yeah, I can't even begin to w- get into you know w- what needs to happen, and it's no, I'm suddenly all tongue-tied. But yes, it's, <laughs> it's such, just absolutely it's shitting. such a problem. It's such mm-hmm. a disaster in our country, and uh, and God, you know, I I hope that things can change. I'll certainly be out there mm. voting. You know, in our. Uh, primaries mm-hmm. and midterms uh november 6th yes get ready and you know i i really do believe that that we can make a really significant impact mm-hmm. and turn the tides if we can you Absolutely. know get more more blue in there
1: come on blue oh we need the blue
2: yes oh me am oh, my last now,
0: question about drag race Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh yes let's <laughs> bring it back bring to it the back. lighter the but, lighter yeah, side of things. Alyssa edwards forever Roxy Andrews was a good performer, though, too. Like, she is a very good performer. And she has
2: some great looks. She is a beautiful, beautiful
0: queen. Yeah. But, ooh, she was not great, though, during. uh, Oh, she can't do comedy. All stars, -stars too. Ooh, girl. (laughs) Tasha Salad. Uh,
2: Yes, she brought (laughs) back her Tasha Salad. But, um,. Oh, my God. Her read you wrote you verse. I love all the YouTube videos where they replace <laughs> Roxy's verse with just everything else. Just
0: My favorite verse in read you wrote you was definitely detoxes. Oh, girl. D to she the E re- to the
2: O to the. Hold o. it.
1: X.
0: <laughs> so good. Who do you think is going to win drag races this, this season?
2: My My heart says Eureka. I feel like Rue has a soft spot for Eureka as well. I think they're going to give it we to We would love Eureka. a big girl to win. Mm-hmm. You know, we there have been so many incredible big girls in Drag Race Herstory, but <laughs> we really don't have a, a winner who was mm-hmm. a, a queen of size whatsoever. And shit ain't easy. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize how much extra work goes into creating garments, finding shoes, creating your padding and your shape when you are a bigger person mm-hmm. and, you know, avoiding sweating, keeping your wig on. Like it's, I have dabbled, you know, I have dipped a toe into the world of drag and realized <laughs> Little it's, light touch. I, I mean, I always respected the art form and realized how difficult it is. Um, but you know, to be a big girl and to be constantly polished the way and Latrice Royale, Ugh, you oh, know, man. similarly, Um, The
0: quotable
2: queen. Yes. Latrice really does have so many good lines. The best quotes. Um, So, my heart says Eureka. I would be very okay if it was Aquaria because Aquaria has totally grown on me as the season has gone she on. She has turned, she's turned out so many good chops, She's
0: got surprising comedy chops. Amazing looks. She's better at comedy. But
2: she, her her Melania Trump was surprisingly on point. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the, the little breast world, you know, Oh yeah, that scene, was good. She had like four lines and, and she somehow really she just it. sold them and mm-hmm. was funny and I really, I was taken aback in that one little scene like, oh my gosh.
0: Would she be the youngest winner if she won? Because she's like 21.
2: Violet Chachki was pretty young, but she might not have been that young. I
0: think Violet might have been. Violet might have been 21, though, at the time. We should
2: look it up. Yeah, Let's Google it. I, would, I mean, we don't have to look it up right this <laughs> second, but Aquaria would certainly be one of, if not the youngest winner. It's crazy that she's so young.
0: Um, I'm. I think it's gonna be between those two.
2: I mean, Cameron Michaels is so lucky to have made it this far. Cameron, you know, she has grown over the course of the season and showed what she is made of. I know that this episode that's airing later this week, uh, you know, is a singing and dancing challenge. Mm. Eureka struggles with dancing. That's gonna be difficult for Eureka. Yes. but and you know Cameron, I guess, has a pretty decent singing voice. He wound up winning the share challenge. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Keeps doing those damn splits. Yeah. So. Oh,
2: Aquaria can't sing really. And I, I think Aquaria
0: sing. had a hard. She was really not great in that one either. choreography challenge yeah. either. She hit. She hit a split. Yeah. Um, I think Asia did decent. N- no,
2: in the share challenge, not Asia that. was the no. And the out of um, it.
0: the old the when they were like older women. Oh, was that? Oh oh well Not Aquaria the, was an no. old woman I have to watch that episode again yeah but
2: I think uh, the only singing that they did this season was the was share, the share
0: challenge yeah she wasn't great at that but yeah. I think she was decent at dancing from what I remember from a lip sync
2: we will see we'll
0: see we'll see so that was the end of talk of the town <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get right into the questions with the guest. Um, are we
2: already, are we doing okay on time? Are yeah, we talking too much? Yeah, yeah, we've got,
0: we got an okay, hour or so left. Are
2: you bored, listeners? Are you, are you <laughs> following us? Greatly. I mean, you know, obviously your your listener base varies a lot. From mm-hmm. I think you, you talk a, a, an awful lot about hip hop and, and R&B. Yeah, so,
0: like, if you're not, if you're still here, <laughs> congratulations, because, like, I, I if you don't know
2: anything about drag race and drag queens, hey, I mean, tune back in now because now, we'll, <laughs> now that topic is over.
0: But we're gonna talk a little bit about like your experience, you know. Oh my
2: gosh, me?
0: Yes. So, how old were you when you realized that you were gay?
2: Fifteen, and I, I was a late bloomer in a lot of ways. But I, I, yeah, I did not understand or really think about my own sexuality until that age, and it was all kind of one in my recollection, it was one big moment where I realized not to get, you know, too TMI deep personal. My
0: vaginas are gross. No, well, yeah, that,
2: that's not where I was going at all. But um, but that I realized what being aroused was, mm-hmm. you know, that I realized, you know, what masturbation was mm-hmm. and what I was attracted to all happened at all once. All at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was definitely a very Eye-opening, you know, pivotal moment for me that I that I go back to a lot because this is a question that a lot of people mm-hmm. ask. And yeah, so I was 15. I uh, came out. I went to a boarding school in California for my senior year of high school mm-hmm. uh, right before I turned 18. So Why I was, was about that? 17. Oh, girl, it is a story. Have I not told you any of this? <laughs> I've never
1: told this Oh, before. my God.
2: It might be a little bit too, but I will tell you.
0: We've said enough on this show. Like, I've I, talked about periods. Right. have talked about all sorts of Oh, stuff. but I
2: might, I just might not want to put my whole life's business. Oh, you can do like a, a
0: TLDR. Yes. long and Read. Like, I, yeah.
2: I, um, I, it was, <sighs> I, I'm really debating about how much of this I want to share. Uh, Don't but incriminate it was, yourself. R- oh, that, I mean, that too. Um, I will tell you the full story afterwards, mm-hmm. but this was a boarding school in California. Uh, that I, you know, wound up uh, at because I had left another school that it was a performing arts boarding school in mm-hmm. Massachusetts. My parents had moved into the city of Baltimore at the time, and so going to public school in that moment wasn't the best option. And this was, and uh, it was a crazy experience. Mm-hmm. I have been told I should write a book about it. I have considered it, but I'm way too lazy. <laughs> I just, you know... Yeah. How could I ever write a book without somebody holding me accountable? Mm -hmm. But so I'm in California and it was June 25th. Wow. So almost exactly 11 years ago Mm -hmm. uh, that I would have come out. Uh, The first person I told that I was gay was the girl that I met at the airport on the way to go to this boarding school. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I got there, I was out to everybody, um, and, you know, so I was starting a new chapter of my life, all new people, and that's who I was.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: A somewhat unfortunate thing happened uh, a few months later where my uh, my counselor, uh, guidance counselor at the school didn't know that my parents didn't know that I was gay. So mm-hmm. he unintentionally outed me oh. to them. Yeah, and that was unfortunate. Uh, but luckily my parents are you know, New England liberal intellectuals and were mm-hmm. very accepting. My mother has a gay brother. Um, and, you know, there were some growing pains for me, you know, getting comfortable uh, discussing those topics with them. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't quite ready, mm-hmm. uh, but it all worked out in the end. And I recognize how lucky I am. And I'm so, so grateful uh, for my family and to be in the position that I'm in, that I, you know, have mostly felt accepted. Surprisingly, growing up, I was teased an awful lot more about Mm -hmm. being fat than ever about being gay or feminine. Yeah, that
0: was one of the questions I was going to ask you. Did you find yourself being teased?
2: No, nobody ever called me like faggot or, you know, sissy or mate. Yeah, I was so self conscious about my size from a young age. And, you know, I I probably have some repressed memories of being teased as a child, but I don't have a ton of, you know, clear memories of, of, of being teased and, and bullied as a kid. I think I kept to myself an awful lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I just, I, you know, I dealt with my own, you know, demons and battles with depression and, and so just hated myself. Frankly, I really hated myself when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was hard and so thank god you know thank beyonce and lupal <laughs> thank and beyonce i, I always do. say
0: thank you uh michael and whitney yeah whitney. they're my favorites oh my to god, pray whitney. to my favorite deities um, and Prince as well, mm,
2: <laughs> uh, but that I made it through those difficult times, and I'm learning to love myself more and more every day. You know, it is the root and the foundation of everything. Mm-hmm. If you can't love yourself, how are you going love to love somebody, somebody else? else. Can, can I get, get an, an amen, amen up, up in here? here? Amen. <laughs> yes. Amen. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, um, I, I made it through the wilderness. Somehow I made it through Madonna. (laughs) (laughs) I I just just went there. I love Um, it. But, you know, and I'm so, so proud to be a gay man. I am so, you know, out and loud and proud. And I've often questioned, you know, I... In some ways, I am very stereotypical of what people expect a gay man to be. I'm beyond obsessed with musical theater. I love glitter and. I and feel
0: like I am a gay man as well. I, I think a lot <laughs> of the
1: same. I think thing. there's a lot
2: of, of straight women that feel that way for and real. that are very drawn to gay culture. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know why I love the things I do. I certainly didn't choose, you know, to. to be passionate about the things that I am. I think it's fascinating that sexuality should have any kind of correlation and association with certain interests Mm -hmm. or behavior types or Mm -hmm. um, passions. But it does, and it it works for me. And I know that there's a lot of people that don't, you know connect as closely with mainstream gay culture quote unquote Mm -hmm. and obviously you know being a bigger person there are issues of size discrimination and all these little twink and fairy queens up in the gay bars you know did you see that picture
0: um i think it was i don't know it might have been vulture they did a story about like we talked to x amount of twinks and they're literally all like white blonde twing.
2: that too oh my god i'm like
0: this is not R- this is not representation racism
2: is <laughs> such a disturbing and upsetting issue mm-hmm. uh within the gay community still you know and it's an ongoing discussion of um you know are people allowed to have preferences you know racial preferences for who they're attracted to i i I can't answer that categorically for myself. I have dated men of every color and creed. Retweet. The most serious relationship I was ever in was with a guy who was half Nigerian and half British by wow. way of New Zealand. Wow, that that's okay. He was very worldly, <laughs> and that was a long time ago. That was a lifetime ago. <laughs> but that
1: was long ago.
2: Um, <laughs> but I it's upsetting, you know, when you and I went to Hardware the other day to mm-hmm. watch drag race, there was a, a lack of diversity there in that There was a room. lot
0: of very... There was a lot
2: of the thin, thin, white yes, men. Yes,
0: and they all had like either brown or blonde hair. Yeah. I didn't see any chocolate queens up in there.
2: And I, you know... I think in the bear and and chub community of which I you now know now what is it,
0: what is a chub the same as a bear? Oh,
2: this is a whole thing, girl. This is a whole. thing. I know what a
0: bear is, but what is a chub?
2: Right. So I guess the you know the chub identity uh, has more to do with, uh, you know, not necessarily being as hairy. I think is one okay. of the the number one things, and that's kind of you know uh, a realm that I've had to deal with is like I. I would love to identify as a bear in a certain way, mm-hmm. but I cannot grow a big, full beard the way I would love to. Uh, you know, I am somewhat hairy, but I don't feel like a full-fledged bear, so maybe I'm a cub, but I'm also very tall and very There's big. so many things. Oh, there are so many. You have no wow. idea. And polar bears are older bears. Oh. And, you know, and... Pol-
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. I think the only thing um, I didn't really know, and was, there's oh, otters, okay. which are you know, okay, I didn't know a, that either. <laughs> yes,
2: thinner, uh, hairy guys. Wow. And so with the the chub dynamic, it's it's kind of usually in tandem with the chub chaser dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, and they like to live pretty underground for fear of, you know, the lack of understanding of mm-hmm. of the larger culture, um, but. And, and you know, some bigger guys really do not want to identify with that community because they don't want to be objectified or fetishized for their size, mm-hmm. which I've had to come to terms with about that as well. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's all just words and labels and names, wow. but, uh, you know, the but it's a beautiful thing. I'm uh, very involved in an organization called Big Gay Men of New York, BGMO. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're planning a huge event at the end of the summer called Convergence <laughs> that I can't believe I'm talking about right now. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be a, I'm 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 a big old boy and, and I'm not about to change that anytime soon. So I'm trying to love myself every, mm-hmm. every inch, every pound. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm proud to be my size. I'm I'm trying to be proud of every everything that makes me me. And uh and I hope that all of your listeners are too. I definitely recommend uh there's a, an Instagram called the Everyman Project mm-hmm. that's been doing a lot of photo shoots lately. Uh the founder was recently featured on logo, logo thirty, and he's, you know, a a uh, a man of size and a person of color. Um and these photo shoots are just promoting beauty of all body types. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it's different being a gay man when you are bigger mm-hmm. and feeling like in some bars nobody will look at me. Nobody wants to make eye contact, that which is so annoying that people don't want to make eye contact with you if they're not trying to hook up with you. And it's like, can't we just <sighs> you be can fucking even friends? even have
0: that, like, As a straight black woman. Yeah, I believe it. Because people fetishize fetishize that too. I believe
2: it. Disgusting. But I, you know, and I, over the years, have gotten more comfortable breaking down those walls and starting up a conversation with a stranger of any, you know, age or race or whoever they are. And becoming friends, like can't we just be fucking friends? So gay mm-hmm. bars can, can sometimes be, be friends, a hostile, not fucking friends. <laughs> ah, she's so good. Like she's bringing the humor back hell. in.
0: So, was your family atmosphere like strict growing up, or you were very like? Able oh to my be gosh! Yourself?
2: Oh my goodness! My family atmosphere. My father is a psychiatrist. He's oh. a very prominent psychiatrist, Um and. So I hope that <laughs> this podcast never makes its way to anyone who knows him professionally. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably going to share this with my parents, TBH. I'm very, very close with my parents, mm-hmm. especially my mother. Um, And I have one older sister. Uh, I grew up in Boston uh, in the suburbs. And, you know, my parents are, like I said, very liberal, intellectual, uh, you know, incredibly smart people. Mm-hmm. I feel really, really lucky and blessed to have the family that I do. Um, and I don't think that they were terribly strict. I don't remember there being much of a limit on how much television I could watch. So to a certain extent, I feel like I was fucking raised by TV because I just watched everything, (laughs) you know, learned and was exposed to so much from such a young age. You know, watching South Park from the time I was in second, third grade. Oh God. So much TV. I, and but you know my, my parents both really love television too and my father has a huge DVD collection my mother you know we have oh, we were a TV family mm-hmm. so we watched a lot of TV uh, you know w- we love music as well my father raised me on the Beatles and Frank Sinatra uh, you know my mother had her record player and records my mother was a, a singer and she was mm-hmm. in several bands uh, when she was younger um so it was, you know, all things considered, I guess sometimes it felt slightly dysfunctional inside of it. Mm-hmm. But compared to what I've seen of so many other people's family dynamics, my family, by you looked know, looked pretty com- normal, really, it's really, really normal. And you know, my parents have been together for uh, math, 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 37 years now, oh, 1981, beautiful. and uh, yeah. That's. I didn't even realize it was seventy years. We're going on a big family vacation in less than two weeks now. My family. sister and her husband it. have a one-year-old baby, oh. and uh, and I'm I'm very very blessed.
0: That's good because yeah. like a lot of people like when, um, if they're part of the LGBTQ community and they talk about their family atmosphere, it's like of anything course. that was remotely feminine. Was like
2: you Don't. know there no. were my mother was definitely uncomfortable with the idea of my doing drag. Mm-hmm. Uh I was in a play when I was in college that my sister was producing. It was Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella, yes. and I played the fairy godmother. Impossible, Impossible for a
1: girl That was my yellow first. Of comic I'm telling you, like carriage. I thought that Whitney Houston was like a like a queen, queen. because I
0: didn't like. I mean, I was oh my like, it I had that to costume. be maybe like five when that came out. So when I saw Brandy and I saw Whitney Houston and I'm, like Brandy was like my first princess in a way. The first princess that like I felt represented by. Because like I didn't have, like Disney didn't have, we didn't have Tiana yet. So like my mom would buy me like Jasmine things and she would buy me Esmeralda things. But like that was like a princess. I'm like, oh my God. Brandy is a princess. Like I thought, I thought Moesha was like the coolest.
2: I was, <laughs> yeah. I, that movie was hugely influential. It was so for me important in to different bang. ways. So important. Absolutely, it it solidified some of my love for musical theater mm-hmm. and for, you know, Rob Marshall directed that that movie. It was an ABC World of Disney mm-hmm. movie. We had and it. He taped went on off to do Chicago. television. Oh my God, we did. I have the
0: commercials still. The, on v- the comput- I, I, like,
2: I, I probably do have the VHS tape of it. I wound up getting the DVD years later, and they never released a cast album for that. right? I have it ripped uh yeah I can give it to you. Oh, I have those I would MP3 I enjoy that files. very much. Oh, my gosh. Because, oh, those songs. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, her version of, in my own little corner, yes. in my own little chair, I can, I can be, be whatever, whatever I, want I want to be. be. Oh Did my you God. know they had to change some of those lyrics? Because it's, uh, I'm a slave in Calcutta. Okay,
0: we, we can't do that. Yeah, no.
2: Brandy's going to say she's a <laughs> thief in Br- Calcutta. Yeah,
0: Brandy's not like that. We, no slave.
2: <laughs> no sl- no <laughs> slave. These are not slave days. Oh, I not, love it not, when RuPaul no, says that. These are not slave days. <laughs>
0: I also really enjoyed how in Cinderella, like, the cast was just so diverse
2: and that was you know colorblind casting i
0: love
2: it people were not doing that really to that mm-hmm. extent that that was like 1997 mm-hmm. that that movie came out like Victor Garber and Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg had and Paolo Montalban the they have a they have a filipino son <laughs> it's beautiful amazing it absolutely amazing and, and you know i'm i'm proud to be raised in that generation that i i really think that that had an influence on our generation and now we see more colorblind mm-hmm. casting uh, you know, probably not often enough, but occasionally where, you know, it it allows kids to see the world in a different way.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, I love when people are like, um, I think it happened maybe last Christmas when someone like freaked the fuck out because like the Santa Claus was black. And then like uh, everyone else was like Santa Claus is not real. He's he can be whatever color. I, I just, it's wild. It's absolutely people
2: wild. People are wild. Some people are incredibly ignorant and mm-hmm. close minded. It's very sad. We pay them bitches no mind. Mm-mm. Leave them <laughs> at
0: the door. We don't need that negative energy. Um,
2: but yes, that Brandy Whitney Cinderella is my life. <laughs> very important to me. So be. I, yes, so I was in drag in that show. Mm-hmm. And my mother came to accept it. My, my gay uncle actually, you know, came down into the city and saw that. I feel like when it comes to performance, that show might be the height of my performance career, Uh, Possibly. You know, I still sometimes think about trying to sing at a cabaret or an open mic here or there. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Anyway, um, so, you know, one of the first things my mother told me on the phone when she found out was, you know, I just don't want you to get AIDS. And it's unfortunate, but I understand where she was coming Mm -hmm. from in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. You know, you hear that a lot. But compared to what a lot of... LGBT youth go through in Mm -hmm. finding acceptance with their family.
0: Sometimes they get thrown out of their house. uh, Of course. Yeah. I mean,
2: that happens on pose and that Mm -hmm. happens all the time. Uh, My best friend in the entire world, Robert Lopez, besides you, Jaina, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but he works for an organization called AVP, the anti, the New York city anti-violence project that I'm proud to uh, rep right now. And I've uh, gone and done the New York city pride parade with them for the last several years. Um, and they work uh, with the LGBT community with an emphasis on the T, emphasis on on trans individuals, working to, uh, you know, prevent violence against them, Mm -hmm. but also provide housing and economic opportunities and all sorts of counseling, couples counseling. It's an incredible organization. And they also, you know, deal a lot with homeless LGBT youth Mm -hmm. and finding housing and uh, support for youth and it is such a tragedy that any parent in this day and age could think that their child you know is is wrong or mm-hmm. sinful or broken because of their sexuality
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know we thank god obviously we have a long way to go but in the western world we are starting to accept people don't choose their sexuality uh, mm-hmm. or their gender identity mm-hmm. and uh and we are all beautiful creatures Mm -hmm. and we all deserve to be loved and accepted. Yeah,
0: like no matter what you do, like, I'll never understand like how people let other people's choices in life and how they like want to live their life affect them like it's this like,
2: does this does not affect you in any which way like you the sun
0: who is I gonna still to lo- rise yes. in the sun and the like who I shit. choose to
2: love or how I choose to dress or what I choose to do mm-hmm. does not affect you know you uh, the, the the hypothetical you exactly. Mr. Mr. you know it reminds me Red of State, that quote so so. from I
0: think it was Bob's Burgers it's like I put my boob in one bra cup at a time <laughs> my bra in like one like boob at a time else. just like everyone else like yeah. it doesn't matter Stupid
2: shit. So So stupid. So
0: stupid. So when you were officially out, did that change your demeanor at all? Were you, like, more (laughs) outgoing? Or you were just, like, more of the same?
2: I don't remember. I feel, there. you know, I've always been... uh, a mercurial moody creature mm-hmm. and i've always i you know from a young age i've experienced tremendous joy and uh you know my i think my natural set state is a very sunny bubbly effervescent personality mm-hmm. that that feels like who i'm supposed to be uh and and that it did come out some when i was a kid as well um I mean, it's been so long now that I've just been, you know, you know what one thing that took some years of of figuring out was just, you know, who I am in general. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, am when it comes to being gay, my gay identity, like, you know, I felt like I needed to push it all the way to the edge with the glitter and the makeup and the nails and, you know, the effeminate nature and the flamboyance to Mm -hmm. find out where i naturally fit Mm -hmm. and there's a time and a place for those things and i still enjoy all of those things i still paint my nails occasionally i love to play with makeup and all that you know that faggotry nonsense (laughs) um
1: but um
2: but i uh you know (laughs) just who i who i naturally am is 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 somewhere in the middle, you know, where I'm comfortable. Yeah, because I definitely like to be comfortable. That's the that's the thing. It's I like, love being comfortable. I'd love to be a little bit more fashionable and wear a little bit more, you know, crazy things, but when you're big it's definitely harder. And, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm a I'm,
0: sweater, so even as a little oh lady, God. I'm like, where are my shorts?
2: <laughs> but, you know, I'm I'm working a professional business fish job these days. <laughs> you I
0: business, am a professional. Realness.
2: Yes, executive realness. Executive realness! Yes, category
0: is. <laughs> uh, so,
2: you know, I have to dress a little bit more. Like, I wish I could just wear cargo shorts every day. I was specifically scolded last week that I need to dress a little really? bit
0: more. You know, it was like casual Friday. I know,
2: right? But I, I guess so I was a little too casual. <laughs> I think
0: like sometimes I'm way too casual. Sometimes I actually, like, you, wear the you pants. You guys can get
1: away with it the, a little bit Wear more, the pants
0: we that I sleep in
1: yeah. right to the
0: office. I'm like, you know what? I'm comfortable in these pants. Right? I'm going to keep them on. I shouldn't be doing that it's kind of gross and dirty but like it's that's me that's a little rough around the edges yes
2: just do you do what Mm -hmm. feels right
0: what is some of the oh um even though the world's getting a little bit more accepting yes um and there's still a lot of shitty people in it so what are some of the other challenges that you've had to face um in your adult life as a gay man
2: You know, I'm so... I've been very lucky and very sheltered. Uh, I moved to New York City when I was 19, Mm -hmm. uh, just about 10 years ago now. I went to Fordham at Lincoln Center, uh, you know, right in the heart of Midtown Manhattan, and I have lived in Hell's Kitchen for almost 10 years now and watched Hell's Kitchen become the, you know, bustling neighborhood that it is today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Though Hell's Kitchen... The gay nightlife scene in Hell's Kitchen does have issues with racism and uh, trans acceptance as well. I was just speaking on Facebook with somebody the other day uh, that let me know that uh, violence against trans women uh, is still happening in some of the gay bars some in of the Midtown.
0: Some disrespected.
1: Yeah, women. it's it's
2: really it's, honestly so disrespectful. It's such a uh, you know intractable issue mm-hmm. to try and fight. The stigma on every level, you know, the, you know, the small microaggressions to the larger aggressions, you know, uh, having everybody be respectful of pronouns, Mm -hmm. um, it's you know it's an ongoing process. I just saw a play off Broadway the other day uh, called Log Cabin at Playwrights Horizons with Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and one of the main topics in that play was a lot about gender politics and mm-hmm. you know the the breakdown of the binary and people's preferred gender pronouns and mm-hmm. accepting somebody while they're going through a transition. I'm uh, fortunate enough to have uh, many friends uh, you know that that have transitioned mm-hmm. over the years while I've known them or before I knew them. But to get back to your question, I I feel like I have not experienced that. And I, I wish I could think of situations or stories where I felt discriminated against as an LGBT person. At the end of the day, I am a white man. I accept that privilege. I'm also a very tall, very big white man. Mm-hmm. And so I think... You know, people, if you don't hear me speak and I'm walking down the street and I'm not like singing and dancing to myself, (laughs) I might be slightly intimidating, possibly. Um, And so, uh, you know, these people better know not to fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. yeah. You better watch out.
0: That sounds good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what you know about me? I can curb stomp. You don't even know. You don't want to try me. Sometimes, if I'm ever going through a bad neighborhood and I'm really nervous in the middle of the night, just like, I'll just put on this like tough guy like, ooh, I, I dare you. I dare you to step to me right now.
0: And then you just, just start singing show tunes. And people leave me alone. And then as soon as I'm out of
2: it, I'll start singing, yes, uh, um, <laughs> hello, Sally. Why was that what came into my head? Um, so... I have been very fortunate that I have, you know, stayed in the Northeast and, you know, spent almost all of the last 10 years in New York and specifically in Midtown Manhattan. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I work in the entertainment industry. You know, I worked in the Broadway industry for several years, which is pretty much the gayest industry there is Broadway (laughs) and fashion. Like, and now I work at Billboard and, and, you know, within the music industry, there, you know, are going to be mostly a lot of progressive, very like-minded people. Billboard has a huge uh, pride sector mm-hmm. that we uh, were just discussing. So earlier. many gays at Billboard, are, like, but so many actually, the, love it though. There's <laughs> a go- there could be more.
0: There might be <laughs> compared more. compared to the
2: offices that I have been in in Broadway. The, it feels like, at least within the people that I'm interacting with within our office, like there's not a ton. Uh, But I I feel like there there's a
0: lot to be
1: explored. Perhaps, perhaps. (laughs) Perhaps.
2: Uh, But I I could always use more more gay male friends in my life. Uh, You know I love I love my gay community. I'm I'm really proud to represent on your podcast for the Pride Month, Mm -hmm. and I hope that I do justice to you know to everybody. I, I mostly said LGBT, but I don't want to yeah, leave out Q, th- yeah, that, we got that al- queer identity. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's everybody's all about, you know, that Q, trying not to label themselves, you know, gender nonconforming, conforming agender, non-binary, mm-hmm. all of these terms that are percolating and bubbling. It's a really fascinating ongoing discussion of, you know... We, we're so quick to want to label and categorize everybody. Like, oh, you're, gay. Even, you're Because no, even, no, 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 no. you know, LGBT, that B that's so often really forgotten in there, the bisexual identity, mm-hmm. the thing about bisexual identity is that it assumes the binary. It assumes that there's only male and female. And so a lot of more people these days are trying to identify as pansexual, mm-hmm. you know, that they...
0: Is that you love everybody?
2: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pansexual, you know everybody has a slightly different definition for it, but I would say that pansexual is attracted to all genders, mm-hmm. you know, more th- because there are maybe mm, more, than more than two d- genders. Yeah. 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 I, I actually really recommend um, a documentary that Katie Couric did. My queen. Uh, yeah. I, th- I can't remember if it was MSNBC or CNN, but it's on Netflix now and <laughs> I can't remember what, it, but it's gender. I don't know, Googled Katie Couric gender and you'll Mm -hmm. find this documentary and it really explores this topic from a a biological and scientific standpoint, a historical and cultural standpoint. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and where we are as a society today. And it's fascinating our youth growing up today that are seeing images, you know, in in culture and in the news of people, uh, you know, because the fact of the matter is the way we define gender is a cultural, is a social construct. Mm-hmm. You know, men wearing pants and women wearing dresses, that's a social construct. That didn't even exist in the same way 200 years yeah. ago. Men would wear tunics and mm-hmm. things. Um, kilts. All sorts of, yes, kilts, all sorts of of different, and, you know, and men used to wear different kinds of makeup and mm-hmm. different, so uh, really breaking down why we... And and pink and blue is a very twentieth century thing. Oh my god! I'm telling you, like whenever I become a mom or
0: like when I'm expecting a child, give me greens and yellows (laughs) or purples. I don't want to. No, we're not gonna do that. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I hate
2: it. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> I, Robert was telling me about uh, some coworkers of his that are raising their child genderless, which might be a step too far. Yeah, I debatably. Mean, you know, let the it child really choose whatever them. color they yes. want to love once they are able to. Once they're able to choose, choose their favorite color. Yeah.
0: Like I remember there was a kid. Uh, oh wow, I like completely forgot about this. I had to have been maybe five, and I had a friend named Christopher, and he loved the color pink, and he got picked on all the time, and I'm like. Why are you guys picking on Christopher? He likes pink. What's the big deal? Go, Christopher. I wonder how he's doing now.
2: I like when them boys wear pink. (laughs) I like when them boys wear. I have not yet mentioned my love for Todrick Hall. My undying love for Todrick Todrick Hall.
1: Hall.
2: Uh, I cannot recommend highly enough his new album and visual album, Forbidden. He's just uh, very he is such a hustler. Talented. He is on. Actually, when we were talking about Pulse earlier, I was reminded of his Straight Outta Oz documentary behind that the curtain, good. also on Netflix. Oh. Straight Outta Oz is amazing, but this is, there's, they, a there's a documentary about, about making Straight Outta Ooh. Oz, and it talks about how you know they they were getting ready to shoot a video uh, called Water Guns with Jordan Sparks, mm. you know, because obviously there had been shootings, school shootings, mm-hmm. in the several months preceding, and suddenly they're recording this song and getting ready to shoot this video, and Pulse Orlando Mm -hmm. happened,
0: so they were like, Um, like... "No,
2: they did it. They still did it. They still did it, (laughs) and they and they were able to. You know, he shot that thing nonstop. You know, for like two months, recording and filming. Uh, And I remember, you know, the the full visual album came out right before Pride, just about two weeks later in June." Mm Uh, of 2016 and it said, we are Orlando on the wall in one shot. And I'm like, how did they turn this around that fast? That mm-hmm. just happened. I so. wish,
0: I wish I had seen him in kinky boots. Oh, that I lived, I, I
2: lived across the street from kinky boots at the time. I was oh, living on 45th oh, street. So, uh, every day, you know, when the show would end every single show, cause I was on the ground floor, we would hear at the stage door, everybody screaming when Todrick would come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talented, so, so talented. You know, I, I've heard, you know, I hear the, uh, the issues that people have Mm -hmm. taken with him and he's heard them too. Lord knows. And he's addressed them directly, but I am a, he's really the first male artist that I have been so compelled to. Uh, and I just think he's incredible. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so last question. What's yeah. some of the advice that you can give to people who may be struggling with themselves, not only as members of the LGBT community, but straight people as well? Because oh, straight people also have hella issues. Nobody
2: has ever asked me for advice <laughs> in my life, this kind of advice. You know, I listen to an embarrassing amount of podcasts as well. And, um, and any advice that I would give would just be rehashing some of the best advice that I have heard. And what it all boils down to for me is about loving yourself Mm -hmm. and accepting yourself, owning your flaws, Mm -hmm. you know, um, being self-aware enough to recognize the things that you need to work on. But, you know, for for people that are, are struggling with their own identity and acceptance, you know thank God every minute that we live in this day and age. I mean, right now we're going through some, some rough stuff in the political climate, Mm -hmm. but overall, you know, acceptance and understanding is happening. You know, conversations are happening. People are waking up. We woke, quote unquote. (laughs) Um, And, um, and that, you know, even if your biological family doesn't understand, there are so many of us out there that do and you can find your tribe. You know, I I think for many decades gay people have been drawn to metropolitan areas and big cities mm-hmm. in general, and you meet an awful lot of people that come from small towns and and, you know, find their tribe here in New York. And there is a beautiful community. Yes, there are bitchy queens left, right and center, but you know there's also so many incredible people that I have been so fortunate to meet and get to know and um you know, dance to the beat of your own drum uh what other people think about me is none of my goddamn business, lest they pay in your bills, pay them bitches, no mind mm-hmm. those are both Rupaul quotes
1: mm-hmm.
2: um and uh yeah, listen to music, sing your song and 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 uh. And love yourself. I don't know.
0: Yes. I love it. That was a great question and, and, and answer section.
2: Yes. I, I mean, I, I went way over, above and beyond with every question that That's you asked.
0: totally fine.
2: I talk too much. there are a
0: couple people who I've had on the show where I'm like, you don't answer enough. Like, I'm like, prying oh. it
2: Oh, you don't have I'm to like, pull with me. I give. Yes. I'll just give and just give. give
0: and give. So the last segment of our show. Yes unpopular opinion
2: oh my gosh
0: so you just give an unpopular opinion and we talk oh. about it i had this one saved since last time so i'll say mine okay first. yes oh my god i fucking hate the song sweet caroline i think it's a terrible song every time i hear it i want to punch myself in the head i hate that song so much i think it's horrible and that's mine. I just, I hate it. I, I hate it so much. I,
2: I feel you on that. Ooh, like Every time I
0: hear it, I'm like, this song yeah. is trash. Oh,
2: oh my gosh. That that made me think of mine. Because the song that I cannot stand and really would love to never hear again is Don't Stop Believin' by Journey.
0: Oh, that's another one. I have heard that song
2: more than enough times to last a lifetime. You know, I, I do a lot of karaoke with my friends. I've been in a competitive karaoke league on and off for several years. And I'm so fucking sick of that song. You know what song it I like, also so it's hate? a good song. I'm just fucking sick it of it. It is good. I like, just like you... I would love to not hear it for ten years. And
0: i then maybe like go back and hear it again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember we went to a baseball game last year, me and my friends in um, Charlotte, North Carolina. And I had like earlier on our trip I had just discussed like how much I hate Sweet Caroline. I'm yeah. like there's a couple songs in this world that And like, like, it's just like I cannot
2: And get then everybody it. goes so good so yes, good. Yes,
0: it's so stupid. And they sang like they played it over the uh, loudspeakers yeah. at the baseball game. So there's a video of everyone like singing and I I <laughs> I like videotape my face and I'm like I look like grumpy cat. I hated it. <laughs> I hate that song so much. And another yeah. song I really hate. <laughs> I hate Come on Eileen. I hate that
2: song. You're not going to get an argument from me. Oh,
0: hate Come yeah. On, Eileen. I don't know what it is. But it's funny because like, the ska version doesn't bother me nearly as much.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever heard the ska oh, version. Oh, the ska version
0: is pretty good. It's by, um, dang, who sings the ska version? I can't uh, remember. I
2: thought of another unpopular opinion oh, that's go, much more. Let's go
0: for it. Like, just keep much talking more, that shit. Much um, more,
2: you know, timely. I'm having a hard time getting on Post Malone
0: same yeah i think he just you know looks he's really number dirty. one
2: this week uh, It with, with psycho psycho just hit number one i've
0: never heard that song in my life
2: i've heard it on the radio a all few i've times heard the only song i've heard from post alone is that
0: yeah like
2: and he's so he's so surprisingly young i think he's, he's only 21 like, or 22 yeah, Oh my god, he's a child he looks you know so old. i'm i'm Ugh. Uh, immediately biased against men with long hair in general. That's my own issue. <laughs> like I just, just, I'm
0: writing you off right now. I away. just,
2: I it just is unappealing to me personally. He just looks um, very, he, very yeah. gr-
0: gross, like yeah,
2: grody. I like agree. A
0: gro- like he has dirt under his nails. You, you took the words out of my mouth. Like I don't. I don't, don't be. And then he, 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 what is he? He he's technically a rapper, right? I mean, but he does an
2: awful lot of singing. He does
0: other music as well. But he said this thing recently. I mean, not recently, maybe like five or six months ago. But he said basically, like, if you're looking for deep music, don't go to hip-hop. I'm like, then why Hmm. are you profiting off of hip-hop if you're going to be the one to talk shit about it? Like, you have the number one song in America. At the the time, you had the number one song in America with Rockstar. It's a hip-hop song. He has a rapper in it. Mm. He has 21 Savage in it. But you're going to sit here and, like, still talk shit about hip-hop? Huh. If you don't want to do it, then don't do it. You want to play your guitar, like you said you wanted to do, like, oh, I listen to Bob Dylan when I want to do deep shit. Then make deep shit and play your guitar and get out of hip hop. Thank you.
2: Yes. <laughs> Tell him. Thank Snaps. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Thank what is Oh, Tatiana used to yeah. say that a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Like, how can you turn thank you into one of your catchphrases? Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I don't know, he's like really dirty looking. Yeah. I do find Rockstar is a catchy song since I, I'm only saying Rockstar because that's the only Post Malone song I know. Yeah. Because I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to him. But the kids love him. Apparently, kids, he got a I mean, really, really loud applause. Like, he was, people were going nuts. I found another
2: Gumsball. unpopular opinion.
1: Yes. I,
2: BTS. What? I'm not. I don't, what? I'm, I'm oh my having, god! I think BTS I have a friend so who's talented. obsessed with K-pop. I think like beyond so, obsessed with K-pop. So talented, but like watching the Billboard Music Awards. Oh, the that other wasn't week, good. It was embarrassing. That the wasn't fact good. The they don't audience have really good, was going so crazy. They didn't have good breath for control. BTS. Like I, I guess a, a significant amount of Korean people flew to Vegas. There was a lot just of to just see like the even show. like just but white like girls and black girls. It made everybody else look bad. That the audience was cheering so loudly for BTS. When Kelly Clarkson would just say their name Or the camera would pan mm-hmm. to a shot of them The crowd was screaming hysterically they're Like bigger Beatlemania than, level mm-hmm. hysteria they're bigger,
0: I think they're bigger than One Direction was Yeah, it like, seems this is that way Without a doubt, they're bigger than One Direction You know,
2: their social media fan base is beyond Although, debatably, it could be a lot of bots Because the k be industry, of bots, yeah. they, they buy a lot of bots Yeah,
0: I remember one time um, Billboard had tweeted something about BTS and three minutes later, it had 14,000 views. Yeah.
2: When Billboard did that um, uh, fan army bracket battle, Ooh, yeah, the K-pop hum- artists destroyed mm-hmm. all. They destroyed Adele, Beyonce, Taylor Swift. It's wild. Every
1: single person, white... those K-pop artists.
0: Now, here's the thing. For the, when they performed at the Billboards, I thought it was really bad. But they performed on another award show. Like, I don't remember how long ago. I don't remember. Maybe it was the American Music Awards. And I thought they crushed it. I was like, wow, I see it. I understand. They the dance some... Um, they dance they very can, well. The can, choreography is on yeah. point. They give me real boy band vibes. Because like, when I think of boy bands, growing up in the boy band and era, think I, think of sync, I think of the Backstreet Boys. I think of, well, 98 Degrees didn't really dance like that. Mm. But like that's who I think of. So like, when One Direction and the Jonas Brothers and stuff came out, I was like, well, they're not a boy band because they don't dance.
2: Yeah. So CS comes I'm, out, and I'm like, ah! I'm also very <laughs> lyrically driven in general. And like I... This friend of mine Kelvin has gotten me hooked on every time he comes over to my house we just watch K-pop videos for hours. Fake
1: a love. Yeah. <laughs>
2: the, uh, um and and uh usually the girl groups get me going a little bit more.
0: Blackpink is that group. Yes. Blackpink is so good. There was so this one good. group
2: that's like probably not as well known called Pristin.
0: Pristin? Yeah.
2: P R I S T I N. Pristin. We are Pristin and they and had they're one of their K-pop group? Yeah. They had a song, Wee Wee Wee, that I, I, that that was for some reason the song that I just kept now, gravitating the towards. There's a song
0: by Blackpink. I think it's called Whistle. I'm not sure. Oh, it is a banger. I love that song. Baby
2: Metal, they're Japanese. Baby Metal is J pop. Do you know wh- them?
0: I don't know many J pop groups.
2: But, but I feel like you might have heard of Baby Metal. They had that song, Gimme Gimme Chocolate. And their, their music I feel is, like I've is heavy metal somewhere. guitars. It is like like heavy metal guitars and then them, that's worth, that's worth a Google because they're really, they're not, they're not even J-pop. They're, they're heavy metal music with like J-pop and little girl vocals. With little girl vocals. It's, it's really.
0: What's the difference between K-pop and J-pop just because one's from Korea and and one's from Japan? Yeah. Okay. Yep. There's no. Is there like a sound? I like am a not sonic an difference? expert.
2: Oh, I'm the wrong person to ask. I should know. <laughs> I but need I to really find no a
0: K and J pop kind of sort. Yes,
2: it's fascinating to me though that BTS has broken through to the American market the way that they have. They because, really have. You know, the oh, American God. market has been so hesitant to let in. You know, obviously Psy gangnam style was like that was oh, the that. one.
1: Oh, that hated that, that shit. That I hated really it broke so through. Oh my.
2: But now, you know, this Ooh, feels the like the fans are speaking mm-hmm. and driving video views and driving traffic.
0: They are so and
2: popular. And oh BTS word. is crazy popular.
0: And like you know how like with certain boy bands like oh, like uh One Direction like they're all cute is BTS's success based on their looks or is it based on their talents?
2: I am the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel
0: like they are good though. Like they are good at what they do. I can see it. If it is
2: based on their looks, I love that because I think there is a lack of Asian representation Mm -hmm. in American media in general. Just yesterday I was listening to one of my faves, Grace Helbig, has a podcast. Is that the one with
0: the ukulele? Or the little what did she play? Not Grace Helbig. Oh my no. God, I was thinking of that Grace Vanderwall.
2: Oh, I love her too. <laughs> There's too though many Graces in my life. Who I love, life. Grace Vanderwall. But she no, Grace Helbig okay. is the one who used to date Chester uh, C. AKA
0: yeah. Ms. Cookie. Miss Cookie, killing the game. Um, but
2: <laughs> she ha- he she had. Oh, gosh, and now I can't even remember his name. She had an Asian actor on her show, Asian Comedian. He's in that movie Pretty Rich Asians that I'm pretty excited about. That movie looks about. very funny. Yeah, and uh, and he's also on Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there is, like, a upsetting lack of Asian, mm-hmm. East and South Asian mm-hmm. representation in American media, um, and they are so rarely seen as... Attracted, as sexual, as, you know, leading man types, mm-hmm. as, you know, as figures, objects of attraction. Mm-hmm. And so if BTS is, you know, seen as really handsome and, uh, you know, if little girls are attracted to them, th- in my that's mind, that's only cool. good. Yeah. That's great because, the, you know, they are, they deserve to be seen Mm -hmm. as as handsome and beautiful but
0: everybody oh my gosh like even at the billboards there was like like uh, Korean fans that liked them there was black girls I saw singing the songs there was a there was a black girl sitting next to me on the train last week who was listening to
2: BTS I I, I, like
0: glanced over and saw she was listening to BTS I was like good there was white girls there's span like BTS is a universal I
2: need to give them another shot so I take back that unpopular opinion
0: um, they have a song (sighs) with designer called mic Drop
2: like Penda Penda
0: yes that song I haven't thought about him is in a while. so good. You have to listen to Mike Job. Oh my God. Oh my God.
2: I got bras in Atlanta. Credit cards and the same. scammers. <laughs> I forget the
0: song. Wow. I got bras in Atlanta. Credit cards and the scammers. What is the rest of that
2: song? And, uh, bender, Bender, Bender.
0: Oh my gosh! I saw Ocean's Eight over the weekend, and designer. Oh my god! I need to see that movie. Designer was in the movie. Oh shit! He had a speaking part. Well, not like a speaking part. He had like a line.
2: Now they filmed it like last, like, oh, last year's Met Gala, right? Mm-hmm. In the movie, is the Met Gala carpet red?
1: Oh, because I think this so. year I think it was the
2: carpet was like white, like a cream mm-hmm. color with gold accents.
0: I think it was red. I don't remember. I have to. I don't that remember movie. that detail.
2: But I've I, had MoviePass for months, and I've been so busy, I've stopped using it. And now I'm just, like, wasting $10 a month not seeing movies. Ugh. I'm I'm about to cancel my MoviePass, though, for several reasons. Why? Uh, the price is about to go up. Oh. You know, they have so many more restrictions now. you got to take a picture of your ticket to prove that you saw it, because... I, I have no problem admitting I was going on movie pass, buying a ticket to one thing and then, you know, sneaking into the 40 X infinity war or, or, you know, whatever other movie I wanted to see that it wasn't letting me see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're trying to make you stop doing that. So they want you to take a picture of your ticket yeah and it's like you can only see every movie once and only certain showings mm-hmm. and they're making all these different restrictions you know they sell your data they're trying so hard to uh, make money and they're hemorrhaging money by next year I'm sure that the monthly fee for movie pass is gonna like triple so the movie pass heyday you know the, the wild west it was of fun while it lasted it was, it was a good two while months yep.
0: kind of like all these other you know fads yep. like Coney 2012 that was- <laughs> That was a cute. Twenty twelve, or um, wake up now. Do <laughs> you have you ever heard of wake up now? No. Oh my god, Brandon, have you ever heard of wake
1: up now?
2: Is that one it's of those pyramid games? Yes. It <laughs> was. <laughs> okay, that sounds familiar. Yes,
0: it was. It was like, oh, like I made five thousand dollars in a day yeah. because of wake up now. Yeah, I'm like, no, okay, no, we're sure a, you did. It's ringing a little bit of a bell. Oh my god, there was a kid from my college who like was heavy into wake up now and he was like oh i read wake up now like this is how i got rich fast i'm like "Where, D- where no yeah. i've stop. had people this on is-
2: facebook try to get me to buy into um i can't even remember the names of all coney
0: the fucking- 20- coney 2012 was the funniest shit because like after like everyone was like, oh my god, like we have to we have to stop. What was it? they had to stop Joseph Coney? Was yeah, was okay. a really evil yeah, guy he was, like, in from like Nigeria. Africa or something. Yeah, yeah. So like, child army, child soldiers. have to, army, have to soldiers. stop him. And then like, <clears throat>
2: people, I remember happened.
0: at my college, like there was like maybe th- they, we had like a whole Facebook group. It's about funny, it. but it's
2: not funny because I know, that's it, still a real issue. That was in it is, West but Africa. like the
0: fact that like people got all like he like he got the rabble rousers and they yeah. he, he got it going and then like. Well, he got like, arrested like a day later for like streaking in the streets and banging on
2: the like, floor oh naked. Oh, my God. Like he was like I forgot on drugs about that. or something. That some was shit. Here in this. I feel like that was in this neighborhood in Brooklyn. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, my God. I crazy stuff happens that. in this area. I Yeah, it was like that.
0: literally like a day or two after that thing took off. And everyone's like, oh, my God, we have to stop oh Joseph God. Coney. And then like everyone's like, nah, this guy is clearly totally on drugs. Crazy. And then um, I think when it was like 4 2012 The Joseph Coney thing, and we had people around campus. We had like it was supposed to be like 60 something people, ended up being maybe like five, and they stuck flyers on the campus and they were ripped down immediately because we're like this is a scam guys i will hope joseph coney got stopped i
2: really don't think like, that he did but then in the, in the years later it just became it, like i feel like that and harambe harambe they became just like memes that you just tag on to be like remember this fucking meme hashtag mm-hmm. coney 2012 hashtag like harambe. you know justice for harambe or whatever
0: man I love the internet, like, but I hate it at the same time. I yeah.
2: feel you. I feel you on that one. Oh my god.
0: Well, that is the end of our show.
2: Oh my god. Uh, let's
0: do our sign off and our and we'll Can
2: did anybody actually make it through listening to however? Oh god. I know a couple people probably on on? heard
0: the entire thing and I'm totally Respect.
2: My mother being one of them. I love you, mom.
0: I love you, mom.
2: <laughs> Mama Paula, <laughs> Mama she just Paula. turned seventy. Happy birthday! Happy seventieth birthday, Mom! I am so so grateful. I love you so much. Love to Robert and my dad Scott, my sister Alexandra. Shout outs to <laughs> repping. Big ups to Hell's Kitchen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> rep the set, Hell's Kitchen. Okay. Yes. I'm a rep, uh, New Jersey. That's all I ever really rap. Hey. Yeah, shout out to Jersey,
2: the Dirty Jerseys. Dirty Jerseys.
0: So let's, let's do our sign off. Here we go. That's all for Anne Friends with Jana Jefferson. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JNA Jefferson and follow the show on Instagram at Anne Friends Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, the podcast app, and Google Play, where you can stay up to date on new episodes when they become available. And if you'd like to be a guest host on the show, hit me up at AnneFriendsGuest at gmail.com and we'll keep in touch. Extreme thanks to my guest host for today, Zach Aronson, for being incredible. Thank
2: you, Jaina Jefferson, for being even more incredible, for having me, for helping me get over my fear of speaking into a recording, for, you know, the fact that now there is over an hour of me talking that will exist no matter what happens to me, so that the world can know who I was and what I loved.
0: I I was
2: here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I lived I I loved, loved. I was here, Here. I did this podcast, (laughs) I was in this basement with Jane and it was more than I thought it would be, (laughs) so everyone will know I was here. Yes. Okay. So you have anything to promote? <laughs> you know, I was just thinking that if if people really want to find me on social media, it's all public. At Zach Aronson, Z A C H A A R O N S O N. Find me on Twitter and Insta. I don't post a ton. I, you know, I'm I'm much more of a lurker. I'm always on there, but I'm gonna start posting a little bit more. I do a lot of retweeting entertainment news. Yes. Um, and uh, and that's all I have to plug. <laughs> I have <laughs> I mean, five. <laughs> I have her. I'm so glad to be here. I mean, you can find me at Sid Gold's Request Room Piano Bar every now and then, but I can't tell you when.
0: <laughs> Whenever I Whenever, feel inclined yes, to sing.
2: Find it. So <laughs> obviously
0: our closing remarks um, are always a quick little subtle F.U. to Donald Trump, but also some constructive feedback. Because oh we Christ. used to do like a straight up F.U. Like F.U. You You suck.
2: You're awful. But I need to read more about this fucking summit in North Korea that I just have happened. to read
0: about that, too.
2: I'm a little behind on my news for today. I heard that he's softening his immigration stance right now. I don't know. I can't even you, keep you, up. You can't, I can't fucking keep up.
0: But now we do basically like a what you should do instead of tweeting, Donald. Oh, tweet. Christ. So instead of tweeting this week, Donald, I think you can go buy some Kleenex for Dennis Rodman because he's out here crying real hard with he had a MAGA hat on too like it's
2: just oh my god I saw this whole gaggle of little boys wearing MAGA hats in Times Square the other day It's just like I've
0: never seen a MAGA hat in person except on little children is that like no saddest thing? there
2: there were parents there with I've
0: never seen an an adult with a MAGA hat I've only seen children and it freaks me out every time
2: Oh, you know, for a long time I tried not to even ever say his name. We would just say 45 Voldemort or full, 45. Yeah, 45 because it, it's triggering, you know, it it's is. so upsetting. I just I remember back before the election thinking I, I'm never going to have to see him or hear his name again. I was again. looking forward God, to it. God how wrong we were. So
0: disappointed. I still but, rep Hillary. Um, I am still with her. I don't give a fuck. I don't care what you think about my admiration of Hillary Clinton. She is a bad bitch. Preach. I always loved Hillary Clinton.
2: Second that. Oh ways. But you continue. <laughs> uh, what he should do instead of tweeting is recognize Pride Month. Oh, yeah. You know, fly a rainbow flag, light up the White House rainbow. I like, hope so. This is not okay.
0: Yeah, I really hope that he can, he's just so sucky.
2: But we will get through this. <laughs> we will. Soon enough, he'll be fucking we, But done. like we
0: said, November 6th, light it up blue in yes. the polls. We gotta get some blue asses in the seats.
2: Yeah. Uh, wh- what's that campaign? Uh, glam up the midterms. Yes. That um, Billy Eichner glam oh my up the midterms. I can. Yes. The
0: glam of those midterms.
2: Yes.
0: All right, listeners, uh, this was fun. I had fun. Zach had fun. The best. And I hope you had fun. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another guest, and uh, we'll see what we do. Bye, guys. Love
2: you. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> can I get a name in? <laughs> <Can I? laughs> like I'm RuPaul over here.